Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toasted Tale podcast live, a time where I like to talk about life. There's a lot of things out there that tax our time and our minds, and I feel like taking a bit of time in your day to allow your brain to overflow and expand and absorb some of the information and particularities of life that we sometimes don't get to focus on can be really helpful. Something that's been rattling around in my brain recently is how amazingly complex life can be and how it always has been as well. I find it fascinating that for thousands of years, humans have been going about their days, living complex and rich lives, enjoying the best of times and experiencing the most extreme of times. All in the pursuit of enduring against a world that can very often be aggressive towards us and ambivalent to our existence. Life isn't easy, but we have the capacity in many ways to do what we need to, uh, to thrive and live and survive. We have that power. We've evolved over hundreds of thousands of years to get to this position. And we sit at a crossroads in life and society where many of us are able to think about and uh, mull over the complexities of everything in a way that maybe our ancestors were not able to. Sure, philosophers and people philosophizing have existed since time began, but really, never has there been a time where we've had so much time to be introspective. I'm almost turning 30 soon, and when I think about all the experiences that I have lived through, you could fill thousands and thousands of pages worth of book. And many of these experiences have been shared by other people in the world. And so, are they really worth writing down? Well, maybe not for me, but then you extrapolate that to all of the people who have ever lived. Now we're looking at uh, libraries full, uh, libraries as far as the eye can see, of stories that exist and happened to real people in real times in places we can walk today. Now think about 
the now think about what we have access to the knowledge that we're able to recoup from those times and it makes me wonder the percentage of stories that have made it through the veil of history to our brains today what we've been able to bring through and what's been lost i love the idea of um, of knowing what we don't know there's the idea that you can look back to a place in time and there is something you can identify which is locked off to us it may be from a footnote someone in history who was maybe referred to maybe an ancient king a prince or princess who did something that someone refers to but the information on the exactness of what they did is hidden we don't have it anymore it makes me think about the saying uh, if no one is around to hear a tree fall does it make a sound does it matter that an ancient tribe somewhere took over another ancient tribe and raised it to the ground enslaved everyone does it matter if there's no record of it because truly the emotions and feelings of those who live through it should matter there is no doubt that the extremes of emotion you know, pain suffering happiness love joy have happened throughout history and the stories that have led up to those people feeling those things are rich and worth knowing about the reason we enjoy entertainment in ourselves watching television shows and films is because good films at least they touch upon the human experience they talk about things and spread a story that connects with us on a level that helps us better understand the world we live in this is the same with books uh, comics people around a fire telling a tale our brains crave information they want to learn and there's so much to learn there's there's too much out there to get our heads around and then when you think about everything that there that's been lost over the years it's quite frightening a lot of people go through their lives asking what's the point and i think the best answer that i've heard 
is that there isn't no, there isn't a specific point uh, to doing anything, but I think that it is to do what's best for us and those around us. The point of life is to live it um, and to embrace what we make of that, I guess. But when you look back at the ancient voices that did not make it through, the filter of time, it makes you wonder, well, on one hand, the point, you know, they lived whole lives and they probably asked similar questions that we do. What's the point? What am I doing with my time? Am I doing the right thing? And then their time came to an end and time moved on. History became their lives. People after them began asking questions about their own lives. And if there was no one to record what, what they did, their time, their achievements, then over the years, they may be forgotten and lost. Their stories died with them. I know that these stories have indeed been lost and that there's nothing that can be done to retrieve them per se. You can't, there's not a big library that I described earlier where you, if you, you hunted long enough and went through enough of these, you know, theoretical books and tried to find the really in-depth uh, stories of these people that have maybe been forgotten, that they will somehow appear. The people who told the stories about these people have passed on. I like to think though that experiences have some weight. They have some impact. Even if we don't or can't hear about them directly, there is an impact that can be felt still. It may be very faint, it may have very small ripples today. But something you can say today may positively or negatively impact uh, someone living their life, which may then which may then change their outlook, their hopes and dreams, and give you well, it may change their outlook and how they act. And then from the way they act, they may then affect other people and change other people. I like to look at life in those, in that lens, you know, through that way. The stories we tell affect other people. And they pass on. But through a 
a way that's almost like the grandest game of Chinese whispers. You you tell someone a word, and you then get that person to tell the next person the word, and again and again, until hopefully it comes back round to you in a circle, and the high the idea is that the same word comes back around. The stories we hear now may be whispers of the stories we once knew so long ago. Almost impressions. I also love the the imagination we have, the human initiative to connect um, the information we do know to to experiences that we can place them within. So today I was making a podcast which will be out in a few weeks' time about Livia oh, Livia Drusilla. Now she was the first Roman empress of Rome, ancient Rome. She was married to Octavian, who later became Augustus, and was the first emperor, and effectively set the empire on a path, moving from the republic which ruled uh, the empire for hundreds of years into the, uh, to the dictatorship and emperorship which it became, where one individual themselves was the sole ruler of all the lands that they controlled. While I was doing the research, it was very difficult for me not to attach experiences or visualize the life events of Livia. And I don't know whether my perception of what she may have done or how she may have, you know, grown up or the strength it would have taken in such a male-dominated world to create um, a footnote in history. But I can imagine from my experience of living around people seeing those in power nowadays, and trying to extrapolate from that how it may have been, I am then able to take a judgment and visualize a story, an understanding of how it may have been. I will never know how accurate the story I create is in comparison to how real it was. But by me thinking about it, and letting these thoughts in the soup of my mind uh, swirl around, I am able to add weight to those events. Making a podcast about it, some other people may listen to that, and it may then mull around in their head. There is weight 
to be felt. There is understandings that are worth thinking about. Our brains are incredible. They're like computers supercharged. I um, can't remember exactly how much data scientists have um, predicted uh, that our, you know, I, I can't remember exactly how powerful our brains are in comparison to our computers now and how much processing power a, you know, a machine computer would need to be on the level of a human brain. But it is remarkable. And I think it's worth remembering that the impact that we can have on others when we think about uh, events, topics that are that matter to us and bring in the nuance, because we are all smart enough to nuance the hell out of subjects, to add in a bit of, you know, a sideball, to examine our beliefs on things, to look at history look at events and people within these spheres of influence and try and understand why they did specific things and what maybe we would do in a similar situation. Livia, for example, has been accused by historians, ancient like Tacitus and Suetonius, that she was a Machiavellian, uh, conniving lady who controlled with a delicate hand the influence she held, ensuring that potential um, successors to the emperorship were quietly taken away out of the spotlight, either killed or made to disappear. So that's her own blood. Her son of her first marriage, um, Tiberius uh, Claudius Nero. No, that's no, that was her. That was her first marriage. Um, but it was Tiberius. So her son Tiberius could take the most powerful position when Augustus died. It suggested that she had that power to remove opponents. Now we get that from the historical facts, which are from people who were around close to the time, had access to books and writings that we surely don't have now, you know, biographies of people alive at the time who would have been able to um, give accounts of how people were, how they acted, all those fun things. They had that, and they gave those... Um, they wrote those books and stated their case about how they felt history went down. Now, about 1,500 years later, we've got to take a look at those writings and and see where they fit in for us. 
find it very interesting because modern historians now say that a lot of this has to be taken with a pinch of salt. We don't know the affiliations of these historians specifically. We can gain from their writings what they believed. But it is very possible that the people we read today about the people, well, the ancient people we read from today, the historians of the time, may have had intrinsic biases against those who they write about. Like we have today, by the way. Have you ever read a, a uh, you know, a magazine where they're slating someone and they're giving an opinion piece, a character assassination, perhaps? And you could be fooled even today reading that and going, well, you know, Joe Bloggs, who's written this, they must know what they're talking about. This celebrity or this politician who they are absolutely slating, you know, who's to say that... Who's to say that they um, aren't, you know, this bad person as they've been portrayed? Things only get more cloudy the further back we go. We have so much less information the further back into history we climb. In fact, if you go back far enough, you you know you stop having even written word you know historians are having to build pictures and stories about people who are alive before they even settled down into agrarian societies hunter gatherers through very little evidence and well physical evidence of societies. People are, historians are trying to build images of very complex and interesting lives. And I find that fascinating from like the bones of, you know, that, you know, they will take the bones of a caveman and they will look into the bone marrow or the, you know, what makes up that matter and try and extrapolate their diets and how active they were and whereabouts they travel to and from. There was a previous <clears throat> uh, podcast that I made about a uh, location in central France, which was like a mine, uh, where they were able to find um, almost an ancient axe builder, which they could work out from finding similar axes dropped off um, that it had reached from central France and it had been traded all around to the UK, Ireland, Belgium. You can, build, you can build an image in your mind about the lives of those who existed um, from this evidence. It also wasn't about the lack of people trying to, to document uh, what uh, we now can learn about. Sometimes the most fascinating things that we don't know are those things that at the time were so obvious. I still find it fascinating 
that our history of ancient Greece, which is rich and fascinating, back around the time of the Athenians and the Spartans and the Persians who were trying to invade, we know very little about exactly how the formations of phalanxes and exactly how people lined up to fight and different things like that. Now, they talk a lot about battles and and the events that happened in war, but we don't know, like, how you know, what they, uh, you know, how warfare actually took place in the nitty-gritty, like we know more today, you know. And that was probably because it was just obvious. You know, most able-bodied men would be fighting at some point in their lives. And everyone knew. So what would be the point of someone writing all of this down? There wasn't really a point. But now, we don't know. Hmm. Most things are, most um, events and processes are written down uh, in some way today, whether it be in print or online. So I think there'll be a lot fewer uh, misunderstandings, perhaps, um, nowadays. That is, of course, if... Um, computers aren't taken offline and there isn't some calamity that fries them all because just imagine if all the information that was now on the internet and on computers was suddenly wiped that would be quite a step back I actually think many of us would struggle <laughs> um, immeasurably um, to get that information back hmm Here's a question for you, actually. How many hundred years back do you think society would go if all online documentation was removed? Everything we knew. Sure, we'd have a whole lot more privacy, maybe. But it does feel like there is a, a foundation, a baseline amount of important knowledge which, without the internet, we couldn't access. Those are my thoughts for today. I really enjoyed learning about Livia and the podcast which will be coming out in the next few weeks. I hope you will enjoy. I need to edit it <laughs> next, so uh, I will be doing that for the rest of today. But whenever I look at history, I do get this... Um, Incredibly, incredible feeling of standing on the edge of a deep well where I can see little sparks of things moving, maybe lights in the distance. Uh, maybe a great pit is better, but I'm on the edge of it and I can see tiny, you know, nodules of information, but there is so much that I can't. And that is, on one hand, terrifying, but on the other, just awe inspiring. If you enjoyed listening to uh, this live podcast, then you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Podcast Tale. 
I will be doing a lot more of these. I enjoy trying to just kind of spitball just my thoughts about what I've been looking at throughout the day and talking about what matters to me in the hope that others may find it and be able to get in contact and go, hey, I, I kind of find that interesting too. I, I connect to that. Connection is key. I will, and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon, either through these uh, live podcasts, which I'll, I'll hopefully have some guests on at some point as well, and also through the Toasted Tale podcast like normal. I wish you all the very best of days and success in all you attempt. I will speak to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside soon. Thank you.